Welcome to Coach Confidential. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my coaching business over the last decade. I'll share what's worked, what hasn't worked, and give you fly-on-the-wall access to my private coaching sessions. We'll talk business, leadership, and get to the heart of coaching. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Coach Confidential. I'm super excited today because I have my friend and fellow coach, Peter Scott, with me today. Peter, thank you so much for joining me on this show. Mindy, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So one of the reasons that I wanted to bring Peter on this show specifically is that I use him as an example all the time, and he knows this. I've told him (laughs) this many times. But what happens, especially in core, where people are brand new to coaching, they're just getting started, and we start talking about pricing. We're talking about putting yourself out there and actually charging for your time, your worth, your value, and they tend to freak out. (laughs) And the reason that I use Peter as an example is that typically in core, now this always depends, but as a very, very generic statement, I would say that the minimum that any coach should be starting at is $120 an hour. Now, oftentimes people think, what? That's too expensive, or I couldn't possibly do that. And then this cat over here, <laughs> he starts out, and what, what did you start at? So I started at $500 a month. Okay. But they or only got, let me think about that. Two sessions, I think. Uh, no, they got four, but they got 30-minute sessions. So it was really around $250 an hour. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about where that came from, how you were able to just start at that rate. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, whoa, I could never do that. So first of all, it wasn't easy. Like I had tremendous fear and anxiety around it because up until that point, I hadn't coached anyone, right? So I launched a coaching (laughs) business and I have zero proof and zero evidence that my knowledge and my experience is going to help my clients get results. Um, What I did have is a lot of faith and a lot of trust in you who was who who uh was pivotal in me just looking at I knew that in order for my clients to really pay attention and to prioritize our coaching and to take what I'm walking them through and actually implement it in, in their lives, I needed them to invest in themselves. And I got so focused out on them investing in themselves and made it less about me. I think many coaches start and they think, oh my gosh, I don't have the experience or I don't have the knowledge. And when you think about yourself, then it's a very limiting perspective. When you think about your clients and know that they need to invest in themselves in order to have some skin in the game, that's where I came to that price of $500. And honestly, it was terrifying. I remember trembling, Mindy, having that first call and being so nervous with this person. I don't even think I asked them to make a decision. They kind of said, <laughs> um, okay, so do you want my credit card? And I was like, oh, yes. And I had to mute myself because I remember I was like screaming. I was shaking. It was so funny. And once that happened, and then obviously once I started coaching them and seeing the results, my confidence increased. Yeah, that's it's such a great story. Now, how long ago was that? That was four years ago. Okay, so four four years is pretty fast. I was just talking to my mastermind a couple weeks ago, and I was reminding them. They're all really in their first year, mm-hmm. maybe year and a half. And I was like, you guys, it took me about six years to, <laughs> to really get my, my stuff together. So four years is great. Let's catch them up to speed now. Okay. What are you doing now? Because now you're crushing it. Yeah, so now my my business uh, at the time of this recording is uh, making $200,000 a year. 
and I'm charging for my one-on-one clients uh, $29.97 or $3,000 a month or $15K for six months of coaching. And that's still a lot of money to me right now. That's a big number. Um, and I've been historically, when I started at $500, I then went to $1,000 and then $1,200 and then 1500 And what I really want the listener to take away is that to go from, you know, 100 or 500 to 3000 is a huge leap. And I don't think it's a, it's a realistic leap to make. You know, as your clients get better and better results your confidence, your certainty, your belief in yourself increases and clients actually get more value by working with you. So it makes sense to be charging at a higher amount. And that's coming, Mindy, from a variety of one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and live events that I lead. That's awesome. And you also started your live events fairly quickly yeah, after about I know, two years ago yeah so you would my come through event. heart path you've been to heart path how many times you're like three or four times <laughs> heart I think four pro. times yeah <laughs> but having seen that you've seen sean's events you mm-hmm. know you've obviously seen many other people's events yeah. what was it that first inspired you to say yeah this is something i want to do too and lead an event because that's a whole another deal it was okay so so it's one thing to charge five hundred dollars that was scary leading my first three-day retreat <laughs> right. was the most terrifying experience my life because up until that point, I hadn't ever done more than a 60 minute talk Wow! ever. Wow. So most people will start with like, okay, let's do a two hour workshop, mm-hmm. right? Or a three hour workshop. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do three days. And <laughs> but that's I, what I love about you. I, You're like, Hey, what the heck? I'm going to go all in. <laughs> and I definitely was nervous. I had stress leading up to that. I had some sleepless nights and yet I knew that there was so much value to be created there for the clients. And um, my goal was getting 10 to 12 people enrolled. And I had, uh, I think I had 11 people enrolled into that first event. And it wasn't at the price point that I wanted it to be, right? To be fully transparent, I think I was you know, had the, had the retail price of, of nine ninety seven for that retreat. And I had people coming in anywhere between, um, let's say $200 all the way up to seven fifty, And that was a place where in my first event, I had broke even, which is what my goal was. Nice. And a huge accomplishment was that I had hired a videographer to capture incredible footage from testimonials to B-roll footage to putting together video trailers. And that's a big investment. So anyone who is building their coaching business and considering doing their first workshop or first retreat, it's easy to say, oh, I'm not ready to spend thousands of dollars to get a videographer. And what I want you to know is that that investment is going to be 10 times, 100 times return when you do that, because that's what's going to market. That's what's going to sell your events going forward. It's so true. That's such a great point. And I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people do have that fear Mm -hmm. of investing in that or saying, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, that's how you get there. Is you just start, you invest in that type of stuff and you just go for it. Now you've mentioned the word fear or scared mm-hmm. or words like that many times already in the first few minutes of this show. And that's your thing. Yes. So I want to talk to you about that. Will you tell them a little bit about what your whole your work is about. Absolutely. Yes. So my mission is to help uh, transform people's relationship with fear so that it never stops them again. And it's not to eradicate fear. I don't think that's possible. Um, I use the word fearless in everything that I do. The book that I wrote is a fearless mindset. The event is a fearless life experience. And when I say fearless, I don't mean being without fear. I mean having the courage to do the thing that scares you. And after working for the last four years with um, a lot of clients, 
I've learned that the biggest obstacle that's slowing them down or stopping them, especially specifically coaches, is not a lack of strategy. It's not not having the right information. It's fear. It's fear of judgment. It's fear of rejection. It's fear of failure. It's fear of charging your worth. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I've learned to overcome that is to really step courageously way outside of your comfort zone and do the very thing that terrifies you. Um, whether that's, you know, enrolling somebody in your coaching or doing a Facebook live video or whatever it is by doing that over and over and over again, you create, uh, these little acts of courage. And over time, your fears become smaller and smaller, uh, and they don't always go away. They transform in different ways. You know, my fears today are very different than they were four years ago. I always, <laughs> always say that I used to dream of having the nightmares that I'm having today, Yes, you know? So, um, that's, that's something that I would want the listener to really look at is what are those fears that have may have slowed you down or stopped you up until this point? And how could you, you know, who could you, who would you be and what would you do um, if you're committed to overcoming those fears? Yeah. Now, Peter, you have a long history of overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. And when we first started talking about this whole coaching thing and, and you wanted to get into that, I remember Sean and I had a lot of conversations with you about past experiences and different things. And a lot of times you were like, oh, well, that was back then. That was just whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I need to do something else. So should I be a fitness coach or should I be a mm -hmm. business coach? And we had lots and lots of conversations around that. But I wonder if you could take the listeners back to when you were a young kid. Yes. Because to me, you've been this fearless guy all along, even mm -hmm. though to you, that's like this great challenge or this mm -hmm. great obstacle to overcome. But I wondered if you'd share that story. Absolutely. Yes. Um, the reason why I chose the word fearless or really chose this as my mission is because my entire life, I say, has been consumed by fear. And it goes back, Mindy, um, all the way back till I was 10 years old. There was a significant event that happened where I was sitting in a courtroom and I was 10 years old and I had my grandparents on my left. I had an attorney on my right and I had my mother directly across from me. And I remember having to look into my mom's eyes and telling her that I no longer felt safe living with her because of her alcoholism. Yeah, 10 years old, right? And um, it was terrifying. And in that moment, I made a decision that by telling my mom the truth, I had lost her love. And what it created was this belief that telling the truth equaled losing love. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens. Many of us and many of you coaches listening to this, you'll find clients who, um, if they're having limiting beliefs, it came from a significant emotional event in their life where a decision was made. And for me, it led me to be inauthentic. It led me to be a people pleaser, trying to be anyone I needed to be to get love and approval and validation outside of me. And fast forward till I was 25, um, feared consume my life to that point, And I uh, got a phone call from a family member. And it was uh, someone who said, Peter, you've got to fly home immediately uh, because your dad's been rushed to the hospital and you've got to get here if you want to say goodbye. And I remember walking into hospice and looking at my dad and asking him uh, because it was the last, you know, it was a five year period where he, his health just completely deteriorated. He kind of gave up on life. And I asked him, I said, dad, why did you do this to me? And why did you do this to yourself? And he looked at me and he said, Peter, because I'm afraid. Mm. And he oh, it just gave me the chills. Yeah. He had a different fear. He was afraid of 
not living up to his parents' ex- expectations and not being enough. And that was the moment because that's what I was doing with my life. I was an investment banker. I was working 90, 100 hours a week in a career that, you know, I was miserable. I wasn't passionate about it. So basically, let's be clear about the chain of events here. You yeah. were trying to also please your grandparents. Oh, absolutely. So your father was trying so to please the them. Thing. You were exactly. trying to please them because they helped raise you. Yep. And that's a whole chain of events yep. that is, For sure. you know, certainly not their fault or to blame not them. Not at but all. The, yeah. the same reaction from both your dad and you is mm-hmm. kind of stepping into that role of, I want to be enough to please them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just them. It was, it was friends. It was family, extended family. It was everyone. And seeing how that consumed my father, that's when I decided, uh, this is enough. I've had enough. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know I wanted to be a coach. I just knew what I was doing as an investment banker wasn't my purpose. And I flew back to Chicago and I quit my job. Nice. And that started the, that was the catalyst for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a, what an amazing gift, even, you know, in his death mm-hmm. that he gave you mm-hmm. having that revelation and just saying, wow, dad, you know, I'm seeing it so clearly because it's always easier yep. to see it in somebody else than in ourselves. So seeing that in him and having that conversation and saying, okay, enough is enough. Yes. You know? And yeah. oh, by the way, I'm enough. So yep. I'm going to go figure that That's out. That's exactly right. And, and my message really came out of that. That message came out because of you and because of Sean, because of a conversation that we had. I remember sitting down at True Foods in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah, that was and a we're long talking, time ago. And both of you are asking me, you know, tell us about your childhood. Tell us about your life. And it's so crazy how our unconscious mind protects us at times because my first response was, oh, there's nothing unique about me. I had a pretty vanilla right. existence. Nothing. Like my mind literally <laughs> blocked those memories out. To you know, out of survival, and after sharing that with you too, you're like your jaws dropped, and you're like, "That's your message. That's you." Like, you know, and that's the one thing I want the listener to take away is that, and this has become cliche, but it's so such a powerful words of wisdom. Your message comes out of your mess. Absolutely. The things that you're most embarrassed by, the things that you're most afraid to admit, the things that may have caused the most pain in your life. That's a very unique life experience that, you know, brought you to who you are today, that you can help other people move through those challenges. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, you've heard me talk about my financial mess a million times, and that has become the biggest thing that I now share with people because I'm like, hey, I was in that mess. And if you are too, let's figure it out. You know, I can Mm -hmm. help you through. Now, you use the term significant emotional event. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I know and I know you're just excited to talk about that. Yep. You've done some recent training, mm-hmm. but this is kind of a two-part question. One is you said that you started out with no training, no coaching yes. background, no nothing. So the first part of the question is, should people start out just not knowing anything? What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. How did that work out for you? Mm-hmm. And then let's let's lead that into the second part, which is what have you done now and how is that different or how is that impacting your current business? Totally. So... I did not have any formal training. You know, I didn't have any life coaching certifications or letters at the end of my name. However, I did have 10 or 15 years of personal growth study. So I was a consummate student, reading books, um, attending seminars, going through online programs, um, and then also just being a student of my own life experience. And so when I launched my coaching business, I took some of the 
um, tools and strategies that I learned from other people. And I shared that in my coaching. And I didn't make pretend that it was mine. I was very honest that I learned this from a book or I learned this from a mentor. But those are such valuable tools that, you know, I believe that there really isn't anything new today. And this is a huge thing that coaches need to understand who are just starting. They think, oh, there's nothing new today. So I have nothing, you know, I have nothing new. So I can't say anything. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not the thing. The thing that differentiates you and Mindy and me is our story is our story and how we relate to the knowledge that is sage wisdom that's been around for centuries, right? So um, I would say that you don't need to go through years and years of training. You know, all you need to be is one step ahead of a person. Um, There's a metaphor, a story that I share from a movie in a book called Catch Me If You Can. And there's a famous uh, person named Frank Abagnale who um, was a con artist and he was arrested by the FBI. And there was a stage in his life where he was a student at Brigham Young University. And he masqueraded one semester as a professor, meaning he was a student and found out that the professor was sick or on leave and ended up telling, you know, somehow becoming the professor and teaching an entire semester of sociology, I believe. And the (laughs) FBI goes... Frank, how in the world did you do that? You don't have any education in this. And he said, all I had to do was read one chapter ahead. Yeah. And that's all you have to do. And I'm not suggesting that you don't go and get certified. I'm not suggesting that you don't invest in yourself. I mean, I've invested over $100,000 in the last five years in mentors, in programs, you know, in NLP that I just did recently. And obviously, I've become a better coach. And yet I look back and it would have been a disservice to my clients four years ago if I didn't help them with the knowledge that I had then. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yes. Boom. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Because so many people, and you know these people, I know these people, mm-hmm. we've worked with these people, they're like, oh, I just need that one more program, or I need to read that new book that just came out, or I need to work with that specific coach, and then I'll get to it. And it's like, no, that that book, Ready, uh, Fire, Fire, Aim, aim. that whole aiming piece is figuring it out, you know, figuring out the mess that you've maybe made, (laughs) but getting there and helping them along the way. So I love that. Now, you mentioned having read lots and lots of books Mm -hmm. and programs, etc. What are some of your maybe top two or three, mm-hmm. either books or programs that you just love and have influenced you along the way. For sure. So my favorite book is a book called Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, which is a behemoth of a book. It's over a thousand pages. It's great. And though. it has shaped my mindset as a entrepreneur. Hmm. Um, I don't consider myself a born entrepreneur. And I think a lot of people have different stands on this. For me, you know, I, I was bred to become an employee to you know climb the corporate ladder to work in corporate America. And it was really scary when I went out on my own, because I didn't consider myself entrepreneurial. And the, the, the gift of that is that it can be taught, you can learn it. And so that that was a, a book that shaped my mindset away from being a consumer to being a producer and really taking responsibility for my life and living at cause. Um, so that's one that I recommend a book that helped increase my confidence as a coach and also gave me some great abilities is loving what is by Byron Katie. Mm, yeah. Having that tool of, of that book, um, helps, you know, no matter where you're at in your life is a tool that you can help almost anyone, you know, go through some, some of the thoughts and some of the beliefs that are causing them suffering. Um, those are the first two that pop up. Yeah, I love that. Especially, I wasn't expecting you to say Atlas Shrugged, so I'm like, right on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
the cool thing about this whole idea of coach confidential Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, there is that confidential piece in terms of it's a secret, you know, it's between you and I, it's confidential, but that root of that word is the same as the word confidence. Mm -hmm. So there's this coach in confidence Mm -hmm. in confidence is that secret, but it's also being confident. What types of things do you do maybe on a regular basis Mm -hmm. that maintain your own level of confidence or even build it as you go? Love it. For me, I'm a huge fan of daily rituals and daily habits. Um, I call them unconscious structured rhythms, actually. Uh, And I call them that because at first it requires conscious effort. It requires discipline and willpower to get your butt out of bed at 5 or 6 a.m. and go to the gym. Um, Working out exercise is the greatest habit of mine to maintain, to protect, and to increase my confidence. When I complete an intense CrossFit workout or when I go for a run or when I go surfing or even when I go to a you know relaxing yoga class I feel unstoppable I literally feel like I can handle anything that life throws at me um, meditation is huge you know having 20 minutes in the morning to slow down my thoughts to create space between you know an event that happens and my response to it instead of unconsciously reacting to everything um, builds my confidence um, really taking action, like implementing things that scare me. You know, every single thing that I do, um, when I'm doing it, I, I feel as a result of that more confident. I don't wait for confidence. You've heard me say at Hard Path before, confidence is a result. It is not a requirement to wait around for confidence. You're going to wait your entire life. Yes, you listening to this right now, if you're waiting for more confidence before launching your business, your entire life is going to pass you by. I second that, and I would add only if you're also waiting for clarity. Yes, I hear so exactly. many of my students, they're like, I'm just going to meditate, I'm going to chill, and I'm going to just wait for clarity to see what my path should be. I'm like, no, yep. take the first step. I don't care what direction yep. you're going in. I don't care what path you're taking. Take a step, and then clarity finds you. Absolutely, it does. Imagine, imagine walking through a pitch black cave with nothing but a flashlight. You can't see the destination of where you're going. All you can see is a few feet in front of you. But with every step that you take, more and more of that path becomes illuminated. And you may discover you're on the wrong path. But the only way to discover that is to actually put a step, you know, take that step. Yes, at least you know. Exactly. That's, <laughs> you know, because to, 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 to stay stuck, right? I always say that the, the best decision, um, or I'm sorry, the 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 best decision, what is that phrase? It's escaping me right now. It's so good. I'm going to let it come through <laughs> okay. me in a minute. But just take action even if you don't know where you're going. And if you're so afraid of taking the wrong path, I want you to take the wrong path so you can discover what the right path is. Exactly. So at least you're in movement. There's momentum. You know, things can come to you instead of just waiting, staying yep. stuck. Totally agree with you. So you've already accomplished a lot, a lot of stuff. You've overcome many of your fears. What's next on the horizon for you? Next on horizon is leading my first international retreat. Oh, nice. And this is So I've done six of the Fearless Life experiences. I've got another one coming up uh, next year, so that'll be my seventh in March. And then um, the next one is going to be in Guadalupe Island off the coast of Mexico, and we're going to go, wait for it, great white shark diving. 
Great white shark diving. That terrifies me. <laughs> all right. So the cool thing is that I get to build a business around things that bring me joy and happiness and fulfillment and terrify me. And I get to grow along with my students and with my clients. So that's uh, that's a big thing that's next. And I've also got a podcast in me. You interviewing me today has inspired me to get my message out there Good. to more people. So it's time. That's awesome. Yes. All right. So look for that in the uh, <laughs> near future. I totally get what you're saying about that internet national thing because, you know, I had done lots of heart path retreats, Mm -hmm. but then taking people on Catalyst Kenya, I was like, whoa, this is a whole other deal. There's a lot more responsibility (laughs) when you're taking people internationally somewhere else and especially, you know, shark diving. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So Peter, thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. And I would love for you to just think about maybe you a few years ago. Mm Drop into your heart. You know how to do this from our past. And what might you have needed to hear back then? Just for a little encouragement or a little confidence boost or or whatever comes through you. Because I'd love to leave them with some words of wisdom from you based on, you know, what you might need it. What have you needed to hear? You, you are already enough exactly as you are right now. You are whole, you are resourceful, you have more than enough knowledge and experience to impact people's lives. And there are lives that are waiting for you in this moment. They're waiting for you. They're not waiting for you to get clearer. They're not waiting for you to get more confidence. They're waiting for you right now in this moment as you hear these words. And it's a disservice if you continue to procrastinate and postpone the mission that you're being called to lead. And with this experience, with every client that you get, with every piece of evidence and proof that you see, the confidence that you're seeking will build as a result. So people are waiting to be coached, and your time is now. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. This has been Coach Confidential. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to Coach Confidential. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you'd like to learn more about coaching, visit our website at lucra.com. That's L-U-C-R-A.com. There you'll find free resources to rock your business and your life.